You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig Eddy and I'm joined by Laurie and Chris. Hello guys. Hello. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. we have to say anything more, that just Aye. sums up <laughs> it sums up Chris's feelings for the week. Aye. Right, so on this week's podcast we're having a let's all laugh at Chris special. We've got <laughs> uh, how many words can we think of that mean loser? We've got a, a joke section featuring all the best treble jokes, such as Lennon needing a new radio because the treble's busted on the one he owns. And then we'll finish on who can laugh the longest between me and Laurie. To be honest, I was asking for it. It was too small last week when we beat Hearts. It's very, very self-deprecating, isn't it, of you to you suggesting that you get it? So let's all laugh at Chris. I in the podcast pre-podcast chat, Chris says, "I let's just call this week's podcast. Let's all laugh at Chris." So I let's all laugh. Try to take the heat off his team and his manager and his useless players. Well, we'll come to exactly why we should laugh at me and not just my team. Right. Uh, Aye. So the the real running order is that obviously the hello we've done that. I didn't even write down <laughs> that I would you take the piss in the opening, but I was just off. Oh look at that! You've sworn already. We've only been going about a minute. No, you're allowed one swear word, and that's it. Used up, so you need to watch. Is that one? Is that in the iTunes? Is that is that one each, or is it just the one? Uh, just the one. I mean, oh, oh, and oh, I can I change care. them as I go. Can't he use it on that pansy word like that? Get to save yeah. it for something a bit dirtier. <laughs> right, so we've got the SPL review. As always, we'll discuss the League Cup, the SFL, or as I like to call it, the Rangers section. Then the <laughs> news that Peter Houston left Dundee United. We'll discuss the charity bet. Good news with that. Do SPL predictions, and also we've got Scottish Cup coming up next weekend. So, we? ah, who cares about that? So, Chris, you want to start us off with the SPL? Yeah, we'll, we'll go back to the happy days of Tuesday night when Celtic could beat teams. Uh, they, were, they were playing their catch-up game against Dundee United, twice postponed from August when we went to Philadelphia in December when we had to go to Arbroath instead. But uh, finally went ahead on Tuesday night and it was a 4-0 win for Celtic, the opening goal coming from Gary Hooper and then uh, it came for a break from a Dundee United corner actually before uh, when Yama found himself unmarked in the penalty area a double lead. And, uh, another break, 10 minutes for time, so Hooper gets second with a cheeky near post flick before Scott Brown rounded off the score. And that saw Celtic stitch their lead at the top of the table to 12 points. And sticking with Dundee United, we'll move on to Saturday's matches as they hosted Ross County in the first of a curtailed SPL schedule due to the League Cup semi-finals. Gary McKay-Steven curled in a magnificent effort just after half-time to give the home side the lead, but with eight minutes remaining, Richie Britton pretty much matched it with his own curler and, shared a, and ensured a share of the spoils, and which turned out to be Peter Houston's final match in charge after being mutually consented out the door. 
<laughs> I like how you said that. <laughs> Consented out the door. <laughs> Aye, but of course, that wasn't the big game on Saturday. That was taking place at Easter Road as the first of the semi-finals between Inverness and Hearts in the League Cup. It was a goalless first half, which saw Richie Foran probably lucky to stay in the park following Ewan Norris being rather lenient on a weight challenge before an already booked earlier in the match. But uh, Inverness did keep 11 men in the park and even took the lead early in the second half through Andrew Shinney. That lead lasted until just after the hour though, when debuted Michael and Goo levelled the game for Hearts with a neat volley. Scott Robinson was then shown a straight red card, reducing Hearts to 10 men for the second successive round. But just like at Tannadice, Hearts managed to see out the rest of the game, including extra time, which happened to include an absolutely horrendous miss by Billy McKay. And uh, that took the tie to penalty kicks. It was the first nine penalties were all scored. It was uh, Philip Roberts of Cali Thistle who took the tenth and blazed it over the bar to ensure a 5-4 win for Hearts and a place in the March final. So moving on to Sunday, we're back in the SPL. Aberdeen hosted Hibs in a live Sky match. Uh, sadly, it wasn't the greatest answer for Scottish football though. But now McGinn missed penalty being as close as either side came to scoring. That came after Tim Clancy had filled Johnny Hayes, not when Peter Pollock was auditioning for Splash. To be fair, it's something I've considered myself. I've caught Charlotte Jackson on it Saturday. But uh, anyway, these teams now meet again next week in the Scottish Cup, again live in Sky. So hopefully something better this time. And the later game in the SPL on Sunday was at Dens Park where Dundee hosted Kamarlock. Dundee did have the ball in the net, but the deflection, uh, I think it was off John Baird. There seemed to be some mix-up between the, the commentary and the report on the BBC website. It was Jim McAllister's long-range effort, and the deflection was off someone that was offside, whoever it may be. <laughs> Baird did a spectacular effort himself that beat the keeper, but came back off the post in the second half. And there was another incident that wasn't in the highlights, unfortunately, where Barry Smith was complaining that John Baird had been tugged inside the box where it was Barber. Uh, can't do a comment on it, didn't see it. Still, it's another point for Dundee, even if it was a born 0-0, which brings them a bit closer to St Marin. They were, of course, too busy at Hamden to worry about the league. Which takes us nicely to the final game of the weekend, which is the second League Cup semi-final at Hamden, St Marin Celtic. And just like in the first semi-final, it was a debutant in the score sheet as Ismail Goncalves opened the scoring for the buddies. Celtic didn't really look at the races for most of the first half, but somehow managed to level things just before the breakthrough Gary Hooper. A Jim Goodwin block from a shot from Lissad was then adjudged to be handled by Molly uh, Collum, the referee, in the second half. Celtic looked a bit better, but that then fell apart as Charlie Mulgrew's resultant penalty was far too tame and Craig Sampson kept it out. It, got, it went from bad to worse for Mulgrew then, as he blocked across with his hand at the other end. The second penalty of the game was handed to Paul McGowan, who sent Lucas Oscar the wrong way to give St Murna 2-1 lead. Five minutes later, Stephen Thompson then gave bodies a cushion. And so for the much of the 20 minutes it was remaining, Celtic continued to toil, but with the very final act of the game, Mulgrew rifled a shot into the net, all far too late. It's, uh, that should probably teach Neil Lennon not to mention the word treble in his press conferences in January. 3-2, uh, probably flattered Celtic, as Marin deservedly booked a return to Hamden on March 17th to face Hearts. And that should mean that we'll see a new trophy, a new name in the trophy should St Mirren win it, for a second successive season, or if Hearts win it, it'll be the first time they do it since October 1962. Oh, so much to talk about. I think I think we know what games we're wanting to skip over, and that's the, uh, the nil-nils. I have to confess, I didn't even bother watching any of the SPL games. <laughs> well, with the nil-nils, apart from <laughs> Paulette's dive, which it, it was, oh. it was splash. He's definitely been watching Charlotte Jackson, and uh, he planked planked two feet and just dived. It's, I know people overuse the word dive, but that was a definite dive. 
I've I've still got an image in my head of of uh, Peter Houston coming into Stephen Thompson's office. <laughs> Hi, Peter. Uh, you're resigned. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I'm sure I stole that from something. Oh, sure it's good. I'm sure they did it with someone. But anyway. I actually remember that being a, a Jock Brown thing. <laughs> with Celtic. I had in my head it was Fergus McCann, but maybe oh, it might have been Fergus actually. Yeah. But um. I, it was, actually, it was Fergus McCann. He phoned up Jock Brown. I went, Hi, Jock, you're resigned. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd stolen it from someone. Aye, aye, we'll touch on that second later. But uh, go back to the matches. And, well, should we start with the Hearts match? The big start and end with the Hearts match, if you want. Aye, the, the cheats. <laughs> oh, like, Laurie, you can't that, cheat. You can't field ineligible players. You, that's just cheating. You need your titles. I, I mean, wins. Stripped. <laughs> Honestly, the, the Danny Wilson chat is just—it's uh, getting embarrassing now. You got you got Hibs fans and you got Hibs fans contacting and phoning and emailing the Scottish Football Authorities and stuff. It's it, like rewind back a bit, but this is uh, Danny Wilson. He got sent off in the League Cup final for Rangers and right, uh, never served his suspension. So if people right, are saying heard... it still stands. Thing is, right? Like the thing afterwards, I was like, "Oh no, if we uh, if we made an error, not check this out," you know. But as soon as I heard afterwards, Hearts contacted the SFL, the SFA, spoke to the SPL. They made sure they got the green light and they said, no, there's no suspension. Danny Wilson can play. Wasn't on the list. Hearts double-checked to every football authority in Scotland. Told he could play, so they played him. Afterwards, so Jamie Borthwick on the STV was doing a lot of research on us. He was fooling uh, the SFL last night. He called them. I mean, even Inverness said today... Um, I was just looking at Inverness statement. We've spoken to the SFA Disciplinary Committee who have confirmed Danny was eligible to play on Saturday. This was checked out by Hearts and the SPL prior to Saturday's game. There was no notice of suspension accompanying his registration paperwork when he returned from Liverpool. So if someone's made an error, it sounds like it's the English FA or Liverpool. Yes, but, I mean, here's timing for you, right? Jamie Borthwick has just a second tweeted, if there's anyone still labouring under the Danny Wilson ban nonsense, the FA does suspensions for all domestic games in one pot. So Danny Wilson served the suspension in the exactly. league, not the league cup. Exactly, right. and, he, and, he, and he played, and he didn't play against Arsenal. I mean, and to be honest, right, I thought that was the case, but see, even if it wasn't, there is no way they could have made the game get replayed for that. If, if Hearts have checked with all the authorities and everyone's... I would understand Inverness saying, look, you need to, an investigation into how you transfer suspension paperwork or something. But there's <laughs> no way they could force a cup semi replayed after a team had double-checked and triple-checked with all the authorities if they could play a player before. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, what happened was the when, when he first transferred to Liverpool, his transfer of registration went down with the, he still got a suspension to serve in the League Cup. Yeah. But in the FA, it doesn't matter what tournament it is. So when he's served the suspension, that's done. So when the transfer, his player registration was transferred back up to Scotland, it's come back with no outstanding suspension on it. So he's fine. So he was probably suspended for a game he wasn't going to be picked for anyway. Well, it was, didn't it was, really it was, feature in the league, did he? I checked it. Was, it was Liverpool-Arsenal was the first domestic game that season. And he, I mean, he wasn't including the squad for yeah. that or their next game against Man City. But I, what, what I mean is, to be honest, see if somehow he'd not... I still don't think they could have claimed that they had to. If Hearts hadn't checked, I could kind of see maybe. But if we've went through all, there's no. They would have had to. I think they would have had to pursue the. I think they would have had to pursue like the English FA or Liverpool or something for some sort of compensation. I don't know. But there's no way. I think it would have. There would have been outcry with that. I mean, and you know, I kind of came my head. I was thinking, say, say Danny Wilson had moved somewhere where it hadn't counted. You know, not England, right? And if he 
got to 37, 38. He was a, you know, a veteran. He came back to play for Rangers or Tarts or whoever. Do you think if someone, and he played in, like, say, his first game was a cup final and the team won? Just, I'm just saying, you know, hypothetically, and do you think if someone dug up that almost two decades before his last game in Scotland had been a game he got sent off in, do you think theoretically they could get the game redone? Just... I don't know. I think one thing out of all this, it's just the fans, really, that are, oh, are really scrambling. The, the club, The club. you mentioned that uh, Inverness on their website, they've changed it. The, their statement to say that they're going to investigate, but I think that's fair enough. I think it's, enough of the fans are going to be saying to them, "Look, this is he should have been suspended." Blah blah. They, they need to chase it up. That's what they need to do as a club, and I, I don't think I don't think any less of them for doing that. Because... Maybe, but what what I mean is, it, it's not so much the club. It's it, it's. Better, I mean, maybe it's just because this is what Twitter's like. But I don't know if you've seen some. I, I I I've been laughing. I mean, some of the there was this this Hebs Twitter thing. Saying that our oh, hearts proof again that cheat prospers. <laughs> it was like, well, we could safely say that hearts aren't cheating because they were told by everyone they could play them. Well, I'm a Rangers fan. I'm used to folk calling us cheats. Oh, I, I just find it really. It, it was. It was kind of. I thought it made Inverness look at a lot of Inverness fans looking a bit of a bad light. To be honest, it was. It just looked a bit desperate and. I mean, I could see, I, I would probably look for some sort of explanation from the governing bodies if it happened. But, but anyway, let's not talk about it anymore. It looks like right. you, You're system. wondering off about the, the, the governing bodies. Go for it. What about you, Norris? You know what? <laughs> <sighs> he was terrible, but we won. I mean, I, to be honest, I've never, even the Inverness fans were saying he was terrible. And it was. I, from what I've seen in the highlights, he was absolutely dire. Four in should have walked for that second challenge. Definitely. <laughs> I the the it. challenge that he did like, show a red card for was probably just about as bad as both the four ends. So I'm, I'm that was a I, I know why it was a red card, but it was eh, if it booked him, I wouldn't have bothered. I like how the guy just stood there and just says, "What's going on here?" <laughs> he jumped was, in as well. That's what bothered me. It was unbelievable. I mean, this the whole game. That's just a couple of decisions. And fair enough, see the red card on its own. I, I mean, for me, it's not a red card, but these days uh, they do get given. But, I mean, it was just a culmination. It was constant nonsense. And I don't know if he's in his mind trying to make up for that penalty he gave against Celtic <laughs> for us last season. But he just... We, do you know at the end of the game as well, right? Do you know when it goes to penalties? Do, do, they, do they not toss after the full time and extra time to decide what goal they get taken at? Usually, yeah. But on the radio, they were adamant that it had been decided earlier. I think there is occasion to do it before the game. If it's in the occasion of penalties, we'll do it at this end. Well, I said for a joke when it was coming in a couple of minutes, and I was like, guys, no, I would put money. It is not going to beat the goal with the Hearts fans. Guaranteed it's going to go with Inverness fans. And as soon as it went full time, um, all the cameramen started charging up the other side of the pitch the Inverness goal. I was like, at least, like, pretend you're going to make a toss. Are we not even going to have a toss? <laughs> um, maybe they did. I, I assume he had to. I mean, I think someone would have said, and we're not going to get to choose. But, I mean, the game itself, I was, I saw the team before. And honestly, when I saw the team, I was like, oh, McGlynn, are you, are you signing yourself out of a job here? I can't believe you've thrown people in for, like, first starts and stuff in this game. I mean, Fraser Mullen, I think he's played played once in the Scottish Cup game against a, a junior team. He got tapping with his first start. I mean, I meant Even Ngoo. Ngoo thrown straight in. Yeah. You're good though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but I mean, before the game, if you're looking at that, you would be questioning why you're throwing somebody straight in there. Especially somebody yeah, so young. But they were fantastic. as well. I mean, they were, the, the, young, the kids were absolutely fantastic and they actually, 
the way we played for a change as well, we actually moved the ball about and suddenly the rigid McGlynn <laughs> formation suddenly had a bit of fluidity about it. Yeah, Jason Holt was Jason Holt and Tapping and you could see that him, Walker, Tapping have all played together in the 19s because there was lots of little triangles. They kept swapping position, moving around. and um, It was an odd game in a way though because we were seemingly playing a better football. Inverness were a bit more... I was surprised. They seemed to sit in and hips on the break and I thought they'd come at us a bit. But they... It came out as if they were the underdogs, which, to be honest, I thought we were the underdogs. And then what that did do is give them better chances. I mean, I presume you've seen the highlights. I, mm-hmm. I can believe yeah. some of the misses. I mean, Billy McKay's open goal, it was... Oh. Bizarre. See, I don't know. See, some folk are saying it's a miss, but he didn't even have a shot to miss. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than a miss. <laughs> Like, it's first one. It's one in the first half where he was one on one with Jamie McDonald as well. That, that he should have bodied that. That wasn't I, that great. It was, but I mean, it wasn't as bad as the other one. He had the no. It's, oh. It was like when I saw it going across, I was like, I looked away. It's like he's just tapping that in. So I kind of missed what had happened. But I, I looked and I was like, why are they still messing around with the ball, passing it around? Yeah. <laughs> the highlight, see it coming, and you're like, all you do is you tap that into the net, don't you? My what? favourite bit of that entire thing was probably when it cuts to Andrew Shinney and he just looks up and goes, what? <laughs> I, like the, I like the fact that it sounded like we'd scored when it went over. <laughs> it was so bizarre. It was like a penalty getting missed. Oh. But, aye, the really, Ngu was fantastic. And he's, I mean, he's like, he did do a couple of, had a couple of dodgy moments, but it's like a Peter Crouch. He looks so ungainly, but the ball yeah, and he kind of, he kind of, this big spidery guy comes flying through the air, but he kills the ball in one touch and then spins away from the defender. It was really impressive, and he was on. I was, I was raging. They hit the post. I had him first goal at eight to one. <laughs> oh, I, I had a better bet on. I had Andrew Shinney two 0 Inverness. So when it went one 0 Inverness and you get the first one, I was getting all excited. <laughs> oh no, it was one one when he missed the open goal, wasn't it? Was it? Aye, it was one one. Aye, it was. Aye. It was extra time, but it's a shame it wasn't on the TV. Aye, I thought that as well. I listened to the radio and it did seem really good. It was just a, a shame it wasn't on tele. I think it was. I think the attendance and uh, you know it was three o'clock and yeah, it was. I mean, obviously Inverness only had two or three thousand, but there was a good fourteen thousand Arts fans and it kind of. I think it did tell and it probably helped us and yeah, good shootout. I was I was impressed with our penalties. I have to admit, I turned away for towels and Novikovas's kicks. I didn't see them. <laughs> no, tell you, what, it was you, good penalties in that shootout. I did it in black. I just turned round completely. <laughs> I reckon uh, Novakovas and Zalyukas were two fantastic penalties. Yes. There is no, even the goalkeeper guesses right. There's no chance. Yeah, people yeah, like same... Webster was a bit. It was a bit, it was weak. a bit cheeky. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the case of giving the keeper the eyes with those ones, isn't it? You could tell that. Um, I think Ngu sort of did that, didn't he? Kind of played the keeper because it did look like he would open his foot out. Did you and see the Inverness keeper before pretty much every penalty? Taking a big deep breath, and he looked like he was really, really worried. You like, see Jamie really Mc... nervous. It looks like he's not got a clue about how to deal with penalties, to be honest. You know how some keepers are really good at guessing penalties, yeah. and others just guess? Yep. Have they got a clue? Yep. I think he's one of the ones that's got a clue. Did yeah. you see Jamie McDonald for the penalty that went over? He was just screaming at Philip Roberts. He said afterwards, he doesn't know what he was screaming, but if you it goes to him before he, Roberts steps up, and McDonald's just going, ah! <laughs> I don't know what he's saying, but he's just screaming I at I thought him. you weren't allowed to do that. As an outfield player, you're not allowed to put people off like that. Tell Fraser Force about it. <laughs> well, you're not allowed to shout, leave it, for example. I don't know. I mean, maybe... Off a player like that. I'll, I'll look up the rule book. 
That's what I'll oh, do. Don't tell him when it's fun. Jim McDonald was shouting, he's not allowed. <laughs> see, you know, uh, see if we just fast forward 24 hours to the, the uh, Paul McGowan when he's taking his penalty just before it. He says something, he's Oscar, and I've no idea what it is, but he's obviously quite cocky about it. As if Zalewski's maybe said, I'm keeping you out, and sort of, McGowan thinks, oh, you think so, do you? Uh, and this? you can see the confidence brimming if you put uh, McGowan, even then. I liked Reguero, and um, did you see for Tao's penalty? Reguero pointed, and he was pointing to his right. He was going, did he? That side. That's it's brilliant. Like, well, it's that side. And the keeper dived that side, but it was so close to the corner. <laughs> to reach it. Now it's like that. I mean, that, I thought that was actually quite good psyching out, in a way, because he's basically going, go on. To that side, see if I see if you can beat me when I'm going to dive that way, and he still did. Yeah. But yeah, good win, and I happy for the guys who did it. So yeah, chuffed, chuffed, and it's bizarre to think that. Obviously, I'm not going to take some in for granted. I don't take anything for granted at the moment, but <laughs> be bizarre if we ended up winning a trophy this season. I mean, it would just feel I don't know. <laughs> it would be very odd. A trophy we've not won for half a century as well. Right, I've got the, the laws of the game. You get a caution for unsporting behaviour if you verbally distract an opponent during play or at a restart. So I, I think I'll be writing to Inverness and saying, like, chase this up. Well, it's hard to tell if he's directing it at the kicker or he's just psyching himself up because the camera goes to him and he's just, like, screaming. And it looks like he's almost saying hearts, but it's like, I don't know. It's very hard to tell. But anyway, let's go on to the next semi-final. Oh, what happened in that one, Chris? Oh, nothing. <laughs> As usual, we Celtic at Hamden. Nothing. See, I missed the first half, so I can't really comment on that. So did Celtic. Well, I thought they hit the bar. I did. Well, what what happened basically was half the team turned up. The other half were either rubbish or didn't bother their backside. <laughs> if I ran through the team, I would say Zaluska wasn't great. Matthews struggled against the, the new boy, Goncalves. Uh Mulgrew was doing a great Gary Caldwell impersonation, including a header straight up my air. Aye. <laughs> uh, Wilson was alright. Izzy was, yeah. Wanyama looked as if he's already agreed a transfer and was trying not to get injured. He'd done a good job of that. Ledley was anonymous for half the game. Samaras had an absolute nightmare. Lassad looked lost and Gary Hooper looked isolated. Told you Lassad was rubbish. The only one I liked at all was Scott Brown. Aye. I thought, I thought Commons was, was good when he came on. Commons looked good when he came on, I'll give him that. He didn't play thought, much, uh, but I thought he looked good. Lustig never really got into the game, and Stokes, he tried his best, but still doesn't look quite fit. He was a bit too eager when he came on, Stokes. Aye, he's, he's still coming back for that injury, so I'm not, he, he gets a pass for me. Commons gets a pass, although what he was doing shooting for halfway at one point, I've no idea. <laughs> but that's still not even the worst thing I've seen in that game. It had to be the Samaras pass. I, I, I heard about it, I've not seen it. But it's so bad that the crowd didn't even boo. Oh, just frustrated. <laughs> there was a, it wasn't a uh, noise of frustration. It was a noise of, what the... F- oh, I can't swear anymore. You've stolen the word already. But it was just... It was dire. Uh, I, I, I tell you, uh, fair point to St Marin. They totally deserved it. Played really well. Put together some good moves. Took their goals fantastically. Even if they were completely unmarked for two of them. And the other one was a penalty. But St Marin totally deserved it. And I honestly think 3-2 flattered Celtic. It could have been, if it had been 4-1 that would have been probably more accurate see I, I was when I was so watching the second half I thought the first 5-10 minutes Celtic were bossing it 
and I thought St Mirren were, were looking well beaten, d- despite the scoreline, obviously. But then I, it really changed on the, the penalty, which I didn't agree was a penalty at all. Goodwin kind of dives in, and I think I think your arm goes out there naturally. I think it hit uh, off his just... chest, hit off his stomach, and then hit his arm. I wouldn't have given a penalty. I wouldn't have given a booking. And then I think it was the keeper really put off Mulgrew when he stepped up, because did you see how much he was prancing about the line? Yeah. He was but you're allowed to do that. You can do that all you want. I think that yeah. the big problem though is Mulgrew sidefoots it. Yep. Why not just blast it? <laughs> Aye, Lennon said he didn't know why he did that. Oh, why did he even hit that? This is a question. Yeah. By the way, is it just? And I know it doesn't really matter now, but that wasn't a penalty for me. No, that's definitely a not a penalty. Never I'd... a penalty. I, c- I mean, and I was saying as well. I couldn't believe. Imagine if he'd been on a booking at that point and he'd sent him off. I mean, his hand. He doesn't move towards the ball. I mean. You, when you slide for something, your hand's going to go out like that. It's still, the ball's went two yards away. Half his stomach <laughs> I first could, as I well. I was side on to it. That's the other thing. I was side on to it. So I didn't see where, where the shot was going. It's off only since I've seen the replay. I, I know, I know well. the shot's going wide. But at the time, I was thinking, if he's given a penalty for that, he's just blocked a shot. Surely that's a goal scoring opportunity. Yeah, actually, see, he's got to walk. watching on TV, I actually thought that as well, Chris, because I think the initial shot was going on target until it had hit his stomach. Uh, and then bounced off. So. I think it was going wide even before it hit his stomach. But right. like you say, it's hit his stomach and then on his arm. It's it's a hard, it's a very harsh penalty. I mean, it's, yes. whether it's the laws of the game, I'm never sure. Because I, I, can't I think be if because... you look at the the other one, I think oh, that's a definite. Def- <laughs> <laughs> he, he nearly caught that. That <laughs> was so funny. He scooped it. I was. I mean, it's hard to. It is a penalty, but because he does move his hand out. But I don't. He's not. I don't think he's meaning to. But it was pretty funny. I thought. I did laugh when I saw. What's this St. Mirren player doing? Is he shooting? Is he putting in the fastest cross in history? <laughs> is he trying to get <laughs> a penalty? It's like you find that at Mulgrew to try and get a penalty. I was. I was. I was really stunned by the by the St. Mirren result. I mean, I. I'd. Obviously, I mean, I don't mean to disrespect St. Men, but I think they'd be in the same boat if it was Hearts and Celtic. You, I was wanting St. Men to win. You know, I don't want. I'd rather play St. Men in the final oh, than Celtic, oh, I, I especially, especially with us recently. Um, and I had a lead St. Men double as well, so that was always handy. But I, I didn't really think it was going to happen, and I just had the scores coming up on my phone because I was away and I didn't. I was all access had, so I had the scores coming up, and they kept making the sound, and I was getting all excited and looking and. I was stunned. I I kept even at three one with five minutes to go. I was like, I'd probably still take St. Mirren getting into penalties at this point. Yeah. Obviously, yep. I had no idea what the game was going like. I just had my phone and the score to go by. Well, I think when St. Mirren scored their penalty to go two one, I I was considering putting money on Celtic because of the way Celtic had been bossing that second half. But then it seemed to really lift St. Mirren and give them that belief that they could do something. And, and well, then that third went in, and then Celtic. They did, they did do well, I thought. They, they kept attacking, but it was just they didn't really get the final ball in. And then Hooper started going a bit huffy. And I spotted him a couple of times where the ball wasn't perfect and it went th- straight through to Samson. And Hooper turned his back and let Samson have the ball at his feet and take as much time as he wanted. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it shows that he, it matters to Hooper. It shows that he wanted to win, but it was verging on huffy. And right. I wouldn't be happy if I was Neil no, Lennon at that. See, I, I know that, well, Craig, I know you know because we both mentioned it on the forum and I just, I find it weird that I was just looking at the reactions and obviously I didn't see the whole game and the kind of settled reactions seem to be, oh, it's nothing to do with, it's nothing to do with Lennon, it's the players and stuff. But, I mean, what what is it with Celtic in these games? You know, I mean, <clears throat> I know that it's one-off games, but 
the league over the course of a season with the, the squad Celtic have, they're gonna get they're gonna get ahead of everyone else. But mm. these one-off games, you know, at Hamden, he seems to have a really bad record with them. It does. It's just it seems to be just Hamden though, because in every cup tournament he's played in, he's took us to Hamden so far. <clears throat> like, but, I could change this weekend, of course, but every but so, every, not... he's got us to Hamden at every opportunity, and it's at Hamden we seem to screw it up because we got to the League Cup final. Sort of before that, we got we played Ross County and make it beat. We got to the League Cup final and lost to Rangers and a very lackluster performance, probably one of the worst performances I've seen us play against Rangers. We obviously uh, lost to Kilmarnock in the League Cup final the following year and again lackluster. We played against Hearts in the, the, the semi final of the Scottish Cup and that was pretty lackluster. And we've done it again yesterday. But do you know what I mean? It's like I, don't, I just didn't understand the mentality saying, "Oh, you can't blame a manager at all. It's the players. They didn't." And it's like, well. If your players seem overconfident, don't seem motivated, then is that not part of managing them? Yeah. I mean, I understand what they're saying, that, but overall, there seems to be kind of, you know, Celtic are good players and they seem to be fine for getting up for certain games. But yeah, for me, I mean, I don't know, like the same was last season when they played Hearts, because by that time, the league was pretty much done and stuff. And it was sort of like, not you, Chris, but I mean, I could tell a lot of Celtic fans were basically thinking, right, it's gonna be great. We got we get get the treble this year now and stuff. And it's I don't know if it's that sort of is that maybe that mentality to the players thinking right can't wait for this Champions League now. We've won the league basically. We'll get the other two cups. Let's just. I mean I don't know I, I don't know what's going on in their head, but it almost seems like taking your eye off the ball a bit. One thing yeah. I heard and it's just a rumor. I don't know if it's true. Maybe you might know Chris, but I heard that Lennon was in Italy watching Juventus on Saturday. It was. He now, went over for that game. I can understand why he would go over, well, but then I sat and watched yeah. it in the telly. For me, I think that that's sending out a message that the Champions League's more important than the night before a semi-final, which the night before is important. And it's important so, yeah. for getting them in the right frame of mind. Obviously, you're not going to be going through too many tactics or so on, but you're going to be settling the guys, getting them, getting the team spirit built up, and he's away swanning off. Thinking about I, Champions I know he needs League. to do his homework on Juventus, right? but... When the game was shown live on ESPN in this country, there was an opportunity <laughs> to watch that game and still do your job properly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think definitely. flying over there to watch the game, I doubt he'd have learned much. That he wouldn't have learned watching the telly. I know. I know you do see a lot more when you're at the game than you do on the telly. But sometimes better lives. times to go. <laughs> if we'd played the Saturday game at what say lunchtime and he'd went immediately after that to Turin to watch yep. Juventus play in Genoa, then I could understand that. There's nothing wrong with going straight after the game. But going the night before a game is just... Yeah. That's a bit wrong. One thing I, th- I thought credit to Lennon was his post-match interview. He, w- he was very critical of his team. I think he He's said... done that before. This is the problem I've got. Wait, I've heard that interview too many times now. Yeah. He shouldn't have to keep making that interview. At some point, somebody's going to have to learn to deal with this, whether it's the manager and how to motivate his players properly, or whether it's the players themselves to have exactly, a bit of yeah. professionalism. By this point in time, that team's been together two, almost three years now. It's time, it's, this shouldn't be happening anymore. It's well past time this happens. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I, that's what I don't really get. Like, I can understand if, you know, a manager takes over a team midway through a season and they seem to be kind of lacklustre and stuff and <laughs> nothing changes. It's hard to say, right, it's definitely your fault. But it's Lennon's team and they're clearly not you know, they're clearly not rubbish, you know, you see him in the Champions League and you see him in certain games, but, you know, when it comes to it, it just seemed like you'd see, like, the tie against us in the semi-final 
that tie from bits I've seen and I've heard, it just seemed like the other team wanted it more than them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 the Killy one, I'm sorry, I Killy one, they missed a lot of chances, but again, it seemed like they almost thought, well, we'll score one of them eventually. And then it was almost like Killy scored that it was like, wait a minute, do, could we actually lose this game? <laughs> And it's yeah. it, it does have and to it, come to the manager to at least to an extent. Yes, it has I to. agree. Yeah, there, there is one thing I'm never. I know it's probably nonsense, but I've seen so many times that Celtic get a boost from the crowd. It happens in Europe all the time. We've got a stupidly good home record in Europe because of the atmosphere that place yeah. creates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always wonder if it happen, if the reverse can be true. If the crowd are so quiet that the team just lose interest. Oh, I, I think crowd definitely has definitely has an effect. I mean, I've and said I think that. They, well, certainly, we were, they were just silent at Hamden. I haven't heard. I mean, we're was usually pretty quiet at Hamden, and we can be quite quiet at late games. But um, but I haven't seen any attendance figures. Uh, did you not notice that it didn't seem to be published anywhere? Yeah. I was just out of interest because it looked like there was barely any submitting fans. I was just out of interest. Uh, One well, thing... was, they had like two sections at uh, that end. And maybe a bit of the, the south stand as well. but That's all they should get for the final now. I was confused. I was confused how the, they had fans in the north stand. Because that was shut when Rangers went. And I thought that was it shut for them doing Commonwealth oh, games. I've, I've heard this. It is shut, sort of, for those Commonwealth games. And you'll probably find a broken for it. But apparently the catering was restricted. The toilet facilities were restricted. And there's been so many complaints for Celtic fans about that. Oh, even right, though Apparently what happened was he'd warned them last week when people had already bought tickets for the North Stand. Do your so piece before you, you go to the game. Aye, apparently, yeah. Go before, <laughs> make sure you go before we leave. <laughs> you know, I, I was I was actually saying, I think uh, the opposite was kind of working for Hearts on Saturday because I think when we could see when we could see that there was a lot of young players in, I think we did give, you know, they, they weren't, there was a couple of misplaced passes, a couple of times possession was given away and such like. But I think because you were seeing it was tapping and it was mulling and stuff, I think the fans were trying to be really positive. And whereas at Tynecastle, we're notoriously impatient. I think Celtic are the same at Celtic Park. And it's maybe why Celtic have kind of slipped up more at Celtic Park than on the road. Because you know what the Celtic away fans are like? They're a bit more boisterous and a bit more likely to just back their team throughout the game, whatever they're playing like. And I think it does have an effect. And um, on another note, I did notice before the Celtics at Minnan game, I was I was talking to my dad and I was like, we never seem to play Celtic in a final, actually. And I double-checked, and in the last century, we've only played one final against Celtic. And we won oh, it as well. That's a good start. Hearts. Right. But it just seemed bizarre because obviously Celtic are a massive team in Scotland. And Hearts have had, although we're not as, as successful as Old Firm by a long stretch, we've had spells of winning the league in that time and winning both the Cups. And you'd think, oh, they must have met a few times. But no, it's, it's unless... I, I missed something somewhere, but yeah, 1956, Hearts 3, Celtic 1. That was the only domestic cup final in Scotland I could find Hearts playing Celtic. Was that the League Cup or Scottish Cup? Scottish Cup. So there you go. I, d- I didn't realise you'd won the League Cup four times. I thought you'd only won it once. I no, I thought it's probably because it was so long ago, but he's won it like three in a row or something, and then won yeah, 50s, in the 60s. It was like 56, 58, and 62, I think. Mm. I think that was it. And I was a three. I we've won eight Scottish Cup. And then four and four for the league in the and this I think it's four. Oh, should double check that. But yeah, there you go, weird one. And I think someone said that <clears throat> we're looking to become the first non-old firm team to hold both trophies in about a quarter of a century. Yeah, I don't know. Do you still hold the Scottish Cup oh, or have you come handed on. it back? No, you're holders. We're holders <laughs> until four forty-five. Oh come on. Okay, so who's who's the Champions League holders? Nobody. 
Oh, ah, there yeah, you go, come thing. on. Who's the, so, no, are, Celtic not the S, are Celtic not SPL, the holders of the... the who, you would, who would you say is the champions of the SPL? Even if, say... Celtic, Celtic because, because we're still playing for it. Aye. But, okay, you so you're, I'll ask Greg. Greg will tell us. You tell so us the truth. You say you're, So you're, you're saying, for instance, if Celtic were out of the title race, they wouldn't be the current SPL champions? Yep. Yep. Aye. So who would? Nobody. Aye. Once you stop, once you cannot possibly win that trophy, you stop being holding on. There's all, no, you oh, don't. You've handed That's... it back, Laurie. See that photo you've got with the cup? Just hand that back as well. <laughs> That's bullshit. Come on. I've already used my one swear word. I've told you. Like, wicked. <laughs> Right, he's ruined it because I was going to say something with the treble is absolutely flummoxed. <laughs> Wikipedia, Scottish Cup, current champions, arts. I'll go and change that now. Don't you? Although I, I should point out Celtic are still on for a treble. Oh, they do need to win this Champions League to do it now, but it's possible. It's possible. Hey, look, if St Mirren can beat us in a cup semi-final, it's possible. Aye. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be an interesting final. And another thing, it would... I've not checked this one, but I mean, it's not very often that that'll be, it's guaranteed that there'll be three domestic cups in a row in Scotland, um, won by non-old firm teams, because it'd be Kelly League Cup, Hearts, Scottish Cup, and then St Mirren or Hearts, League Cup again. Can't be often that that's happening. You're forgetting about the Ramsden's Cup. I knew you were going to... Celtic Rangers have they won that either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I before then. See, so there's, yeah. there's a couple of Celtic fans at work and they were talking about the Diddy Cup. Referring to the League Cup, and I says, "No, this season I've learnt that there's a Didier Cup." <laughs> a Didier Cup, and we can't even yeah. win that. Right, right. 54, 55, 58, 59, 59, 60, and 62, 63. That's the four seasons Hearts won the League Cup. Aye. St Mirren have never won it. Have they not? Have not. St Mirren have never won it. St Mirren they're... have been in the final twice. They were in the final back in 1955-56 and Aberdeen beat them 2-1 and they were, of course, in the 2009-2010 season when the Rangers beat them with nine men. Did they win the Scottish Cup in 87 or something then? Yes. Under Alex Smith. I, I had in my head it was maybe the League Cup. Ah, no, Scottish, Scottish Cup. Cup one. Aye. Okay. Right, well, we okay. move on to do the SFL. I know you enjoy that bit, Laurie. Oh, I, I, I do when my, when my local team who I played for the youth team for managed to get a draw at Ibrox. Go on. <laughs> right. I'll start, I'll start in the first division with Dumbarton moving off the bottom spot and into eighth place after Ian Murray guided them to their fifth win in six games. He's a miracle worker down there. Some tournament. A bottom place, Airdrie, at the standout match in the first division against Falkirk. Sounds as if Falkirk took their foot off the gas a bit. I was speaking to a guy who was at the game and Airdrie made a, a bit of a late comeback, but it wasn't enough for the game ending 4-3 to Falkirk, <laughs> which could be Presley's final game in charge if he gets the United job, which is, is the favourite at the moment, but we'll maybe touch on that after. I, I heard another rumour was it was going to be Jackie McNamara, maybe. Well, I... Well he, yep. he refused to speak on it, didn't he? Yep. So in, in the second division... There was only three ties survived the snow, but there was goals galore. Aloha 4-1 against Stranraer, Arbroath 1-3-1 against Forfart, and East Fife drawn three apiece with Ayr. And you compare that to the SPL, where you had, well, no goals on Sunday, <laughs> and Super Sunday. <laughs> get your money's worth in the second division. And then normally when we get to the third division, it's normally all about Rangers because I'm obviously a Rangers fan and I'm biased, but then there was no other <laughs> games. <laughs> it 
it was the only game to survive. I suppose we turned on our under-soil heating. And we played the mighty Montrose. It's, it's never easy when Montrose come to visit Ibrox. <laughs> <laughs> the Gable Endies! I, I thought Rangers were the, the better team overall, obviously. I think the amount of chances that they had, the amount of possession they had. But credit to Montrose, they done they done what they had to do and it was a beauty of a strike. I don't know if you've both seen it, but it was maybe 25 oh. yards out and off the bar. And obviously their players are going crazy. The Rangers fans are all humphing, but I, I did appreciate the goal. I think yeah, but... he was knackered. You know, he, he looks like he takes the ball... And he's sort of like, he takes his touch and you can see the Rangers defender coming out to him and he's kind of like, I'm just going to hit this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously it works, huh? I was cracking yeah. to see that. So, uh, Did see, that? see as good as that goal was? Oh, screwed my bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't put my, you didn't put Rangers down. What were the odds? Uh, one to ten. Oh, come on. For that's... some obscure reason, I thought putting a five-team uh, accumulator of Dumbarton, who won? Yep. Falkirk, who won? Yep. Partick Thistle, who won. Alloa Athletic, who won. And Rangers. Oh, my God. You know, the worst is it probably would have added, like, 10p on your overall returns. Oh, probably. I, I, it was only a pound I put on, but still, it's the, the stupidest pound I've ever I put had, on. I had Rangers as well. Yeah. Why, game, did we do it? Why, why did we even do silly things was, like that? What was, was the point? Yep. Do you know what my silly thing I did on Sunday was? Eight pounds on St Mirren, Leeds. £260 back. <laughs> Imagine you'd added in Oldham. Right. Oh, why do you see that's that's what my mate said I was like see that's a, that's the typical look at the pessimistic view of it why didn't you put Brentford and draw no bet hold them in there as well it's just, just that's the thing there's always somebody else got to go ah but it was another shock if you had that as well they'd been even more and they got even yeah. more mental i seen a picture uh, somebody had uh, was it 3-2 in the Liverpool game aye aye somebody had uh, a bet slip with 3-2 and they had something like 250 grand on it <laughs> oh, no. obviously just wrote it oh. afterwards <laughs> right but back to the Rangers game and again a wee bit serious but there was a a, a minute silence in the 54th minute or, well I suppose you'd call it a 55th minute your lost titles uh, <laughs> so it was a, the 54th minute? it was a, it was for the, the guy who passed away the guy uh, Robert Learmonth who fell ill at the, the stadium uh, couple, at the last home game Oh, did he die? So, I didn't, didn't realise. Oh, I never realised he died. Ah, he died in hospital, horrible. apparently. So they had that. They had a lone piper come on, and it was it was a, a touching moment during the game. Uh, during the game, yes, it was surreal. The entire stadium, everybody respected it, including the Montrose fans. So well done to them because they they possibly didn't know it was happening. Maybe started their gun. What? The... Aye, and it was it was surreal because the game kept playing and the noise coming for the players that you don't normally get at a stadium like Ibrox and Rangers actually had a chance and all you got from the crowd really was a wee oh that, that was it but I, so I, I hope his family was there because it, it was it was a nice tribute to the guy that's weird that is, that's, that's pretty weird I mean it's like uh, I mean fair play to the tribute and stuff but that's to do it during the game is just obscure to I thought it was a risk because I thought that it's just right, especially if they had a chance. And... I mean, it's very easy to break the silence if it's a it's... chance. I do it. Yep. Did you notice um, talking a confusing sounds from the stands? It's it's kind of like I don't know if you noticed with Matt Duke, you know, for um, Bradford, you know, they go Duke, and it sounds like they're booing him. I don't know if yeah. you've noticed that. No. We kind of 
Well, we started going and goo. Yeah, I heard that. Aye. <laughs> and it sounds, you know, it, it sounds like he's getting booed, but it's like, and there's this funny video, like, because we were saying the game, it's just quite funny because it does sound like you're booing him, because all you hear is the. You know what? I, I I've heard that at the golf. The Luke Donald. <laughs> oh, but you, you know this. Other, just as a boo. But right, there's a video. Oh, there's, no. a vi- there's a vi- there's a phone video on YouTube, right? After the hearts have scored, and I, the, someone obviously gets confused, and obviously thinks that we're booing for some reason, because him's going and goo, and you hear someone just going boo, <laughs> and it's obviously it's in the middle of the hard set, it's not, obviously not, unless it's an Inverness fan in the wrong end, but this is bizarre. Anyway, hey, I've got some it. advice if you're at Ibrox, don't go for a pie round about the fortieth minute because my pie was rubbish. <laughs> Are you blaming the 40th minute or just... I think I went too early. They they must have put that pie out for about 20 minutes because it was all hard then. So that's my advice. Wait until maybe two minutes after the halftime whistle goes. (laughs) If you can get to the front of the queue, that's when you're getting the fresh pies. I've missed three hearts goals before trying to get food. Three. Yeah, I like to get in the ground early and get my pie in my bottle before the game starts. I don't know about that. Get them fresh. Aye, but yeah, you get fresh ones at half time at Ibrox. Aye, but you need a queue for them. If you get in early, you can, there's no queue at all. You can eat your pie, have your bovro, and you spend so, the rest of the time watching the game. You're too busy too with your salads at Celtic Park. Links Park, used to have, <laughs> Links Park used to have a pie shed. I remember when I used to go to uh, see Montrose at Links Park, they just had this little garden shed and they just kind of sitting there, out sit next to all the stands. You used to go there. The pie shed, we used to call it. See my name at Links Park, they always should have sausages. It should. You're right. Oh. Right, we'll move on then, and we'll right. charity bet. That, that was good. The charity bet. It's a good. It was a good weekend for bets. Even oh. though so we had Dumbarton, Falkirk, and Morton. Oh. Yep, and they all won. And they mm. all won. And I hadn't. I didn't even realise. But I think it was. It was McBookie actually tweeted me saying you've won. <laughs> I scare in there. You know how much it was. Eighty-seven pounds sixty-six pence. Oh, nice one! Excellent. That's brilliant. Excellent. What's the kitty at? So then? glad the other didn't complete that comeback. Aye. What was it? What's the kitty total at for this season? Well, see, I kind of asked that, but it's probably take the guy a while to count it up. I've not been keeping tabs, so uh, we've got thirty pound in the pre McBookie pot, and then that eighty-seven, and I think we've got another fifty to add on that. So it's looking good this season. Aye, we've had a Aye. few wins. Aye. It's alright, as long as we've got... I think as long as you get over 100, it looks alright. <laughs> yeah. We've nearly got over 100 just for this week. Uh, let's just start going mental now, let's go along. <laughs> nah, I was I was surprised, I, I didn't mean to question his, his sums, but then he was saying that uh, Dumbarton were 5-2. to two. Aye, that would have really pushed up. I mean, that's it. Like, it's the way... When you got odds, that's why, like, for instance, like the bet I put on Sunday, it was like 3-1 to leads, 7-1 to St Mirren, but... Combine them together and it was like 35 to 1. <laughs> so it's like, uh, or something like that. I can't remember. Right, we want to do a, the charity bet, pick the charity bet just now. Aye, uh, why not? Aye, right, we've well. got SPL games midweek. We're probably best avoiding the Tuesday Aye. game. No, just wait till the weekend. Well, we could wait. We could we could do it all the weekend. I don't uh, want to lose before the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I don't like picking SPL teams. Oh, Dumbarton! Oh, near there. Dumbarton against it's... Livingston on Saturday. That's a dodgy one because most of the teams are. Five. Uh, they're based in form. Obviously, they've had a good wee patch. Right. Mm, right. Uh, what I'll do is I'll choose last because I'm really tempted. Oh, and the, the problem is that the two teams that I would like to pick in a second are playing mm, each other. Each other. <laughs> I've seen that myself. Um, oh, dear. See, the thing is that the SBL midweek, 
I, I hate the fact that the, the one bet that looks like I might pick it is Hearts, but I don't like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a double whammy if you take your own team in it. I guess yeah, it'd be 8-13 to 13 at home, but then we're playing Dundee, but sure, we can't keep getting beat by Dundee, can we? Surely no. No, I, oh, I don't want to pick anyone. Could you right. go with a single? Pick, pick <laughs> a one, Chris. Right, I'm going to go Montrose at home Easter. Montrose. Oh, I forgot a way down there, third division. What about the cup? But then, ah, cup's a bit unpredictable. I hate, I hate betting the cups. Falkirk at home at four for I don't want it too. I know it's a Scottish cup, but... Good though. Who are you thinking of, Larry? I've just seen Falkirk at home uh, at home at four for. It could be manager less so. Big Elvis. Oh, yeah. um, we've got to pick something. <laughs> I'm going to go for Dumbarton against Livingston. That's thirteen to five. That's going to we're going to be rich if this comes in. Well, Charity's going to be rich. Ah, uh, well, I've, I've said it now. I'll just I'll just do Falkirk. Can't see anything else jumping out at me. Right, so that's one to two, isn't it, for Falkirk? Right, okay, what I'll do is I'll, I'll work this out. So this is a £10 free bet, courtesy of McBookie. They're good guys. And uh, You'll work it out. Just click it, click on them. Aye, give me a minute. I'm just pretending I was working it out. Right, that's £84.86 back Oof. if that comes in. You imagine we get 80-odd quid two weeks in a row. That'd be oh, amazing. Oh, what? what was the other team, sorry? <laughs> oh, Montrose, sorry. Aye, Montrose. Montrose, Dumbarton and Falkirk. Neighbour, that sounds all right. Right. Ah, the bottom of worries me, but aye. Aye, it does worry It does, it does, but they're on a superb run. Right, so the big news really today, being Monday, was uh, Peter Houston has been resigned from (laughs) United. (laughs) I know that they were interviewing people last week, people like Stephen Presley, Jackie McNamara were mentioned, Billy Dodds confirmed it on the, the BBC at the weekend there, but I didn't think that they would be getting rid of Houston so early. I, I just don't That's... think it makes sense because they need to give him no, do you not? compensation. They, I'm sure that he's not going to get his full wages to the end of the season, but he's going to get a, a large whack. And then now they're going to have to pay the wages of a new manager. And this is a club that's apparently skint. Look, I, I think it actually makes quite a lot of sense because yeah. it's clearly it's clearly not happening. Um, I mean, and they've got some good players in. It's not no happening. It can't be, it can't be great. You know, when you know, right, your manager's off, and they they seemed they seem to be lacking in something anyway this season. And I don't know. I mean, they they must be looking at the table. And I mean, what was so? What was Houston was on? I mean, I heard he was on two hundred grand a year, which sounded a lot. But I guess it's Dundee United. They were paying. I just can't wages. compare it really to other managers. It's only the old firm I really know. I mean, if you well, I thought it was about a million each. If you think, if you think. um if you think so, maybe what? What? How long's left of, the, of his contract? We four, five months, so maybe they're looking at what? I'm just guesstimating here. What? Maybe eighty, ninety thousand pounds or something. It's I mean, not the a difference. Bad you pay it. I, I mean, it's. I think the I, fact. I mean, I'm just mutual consent. I'm, I think it's going to be a wee bit less. I think. Aye, they might have. What? What they could have done is gone. Look, this isn't working for you. It's not working for us. You know, maybe they said, look, you're going to start dragging your reputation down a bit if results stay like this. We're going to keep dropping down the table. We might go out the cup earlier than we hoped. You know, we're playing a diddy third division team. I manage if you got beat by them. Neither of us will ever recover from the humiliation. <laughs> um, <laughs> and maybe they just, you know, even if they settled on half it or something, he can look for a new job. Or a lot of these things, they're not a lot of them work that they just keep paying compensation until he's working again. Like if he got another job next week. Yes. Yes. Uh, unless so, it's mean, a bit like Craig Levine, who apparently. Is that just not gardening leave? Pay off. Yes, but I think that's normally how they work. But Levine said 
that he just got a payoff. He hasn't been paid since, so I, I guess he got a lump sum. So, well, maybe, but either way, I mean, Dundee United, they're well, they're seventh, but the bottom line is, I mean, only five off second bottom, and the way the league is at the moment, you know, Hearts got a couple of a lot. Of, everyone underneath them got game in hands. If they keep playing the way they're playing, could get sucked right down there. And there's the issue of you know final position in the league, and I guess they could be looking at it and thinking, right, we're what seven points off second place or we're five points off second bottom you know a managerial change might be the difference with us pushing for Europe Aye but on the other hand SPL Stats tweeted earlier today they actually have three more points than they did last season and they made Europe last season and as you say they're still in the Scottish Cup they've just got Gary McKay Stephen back for injury and he was out for quite a bit so I think if anything done the United should want to start having an upturn of the fortunes whether they change their manager or not He's got, a better, he's got a better record than Craig Levine. He's got the, the best points per game ratio of any permanent Dundee United manager in the SPL era. That's, maybe, a, that's maybe, from SPL I mean, stats. There's, there's other ones. He's the fourth best points per game ratio of all SPL managers at clubs other than Rangers and Celtic. Only George Burley, uh, Ivanouskis <laughs> and Craig Brown had more productive permanent spells at clubs. So SPL I, stats there, helping out. I just think I can understand. I know what you. I know what you're saying. It's odd that they agreed to leave at the end of the season, but he was going to stay, and now they've changed it. Maybe there's been something really serious fallout behind the scenes we don't yeah, know about. Possibly. I just I, I can see maybe if they're worried about. I, I can't think they're worried about relegation to be honest, because I mean miles ahead of Dundee, I can't see anyone getting pulled down with them. But you know, it could be a a big thing for both thing both sides of it finishing. You know, the chance to finish. Second, second to fourth and finishing kind of down near the bottom. Right, I was I was looking at uh, odds really for a replacement. We've got Stephen Presley and Jackie McNamara are the the favourites. Really, we've got Craig Levine at twenty five to one, but he's come out and said that he doesn't really want to go back. Doesn't think it'd be a good idea. We've got bizarrely Paddy Power were offering a hundred to one on Neil Lennon. <laughs> that's just ridiculous that's like, I tell you but... what though see, there is, there's another name come into the fore just recently because Jim Spence who knows everything that happens in Dundee ever whether it's uh, who, what uh, Gary McKay Stephen had for his lunch or whatever He's, he was tweeting earlier on there's another name from England has just entered the fore so right. I think we, we may have a third competitor well, for it I've decided yeah, that I've... Darren Ferguson I don't know I'm looking at McBookie obviously offer odds on it as they kindly told me straight away when when um the rumors about Houston a while ago uh, they've got Darren Ferguson priced at 40 to 1 although in saying that Walter McBookie McBookie of Stephen Presley at 33 to 1 where have you found McBookie's odds because I couldn't find it oh I'm going mad sorry I, I clicked on the wrong one I was uh, sorry. <laughs> right well why have they got next Rangers manager odds I know I know well I'll tell you what <laughs> it's just confusing I've been playing the championship manager since 1993. So what I've done, right, is I spoke with McBookie and I says, right, what kind of odds are you going to give for me being the next Dundee United manager? And they've given me 100 to 1. So if you, want to, if you want to put your money on me... They, same odds as Neil Lennon. <laughs> me and Neil Lennon are very alike. Yep. But they said that if I do get the job, I go straight in as 1 to 7 for the next to get sacked. So... There you are. It's the first time I've been offered odds on myself being a manager. Jesus. Well then, there you go. That's it. I was hoping to get a Dundee United fan on, but he's he's a wuss. He's 
Uh, he's called off sick. But I hopefully we can get him on next week and I can slag him about humping him in the cup. Hopefully. He's getting beat him on throws. Come on. Aye. I told you, my throws are a big team. Right, well, we go on and move move on and do the SPL predictions because we've got midweek games. I feel Oh, cab. yeah, and I'm on a roll. Everything, I predicted everything the weekend. That was rubbish. I, got, I got one point. Every, I got all the results right and one exact score right. Come on. I said both yes. friendly games would be a draw. And that was about. That's, that's when my predictions ended because I managed <clears> to get both cup finalists wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got the cup finalists right as well, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> Right. Oh, we'll probably need... Was that that yeah. smug last week? <clears throat> no, no. Laurie wins his smugness. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> right, we'll probably need to rattle through these for time. But Motherwell against Dundee United, it has to be a home win now. 2-0. Aye, home win, 2-1. Why not? I just opened a predictor. I forgot we're going to do this. I forgot about the midweek games. Motherwell, Dundee United, 1-1. Um... <laughs> That was that was my computer. That was my that was my processor in my head working it out. Right. Why is it Johnson Aberdeen half past seven? Is it live on something? Uh, is it's live on ESPN? <laughs> That's the bit I thought I say. Right? Then I steal that for me because I say the next game up is St Johnson against Aberdeen. Why is Motherwell with a, a nine thirty kickoff live on ESPN? That's how I say it, Laurie. You should know by now. Nine thirty. <laughs> is that what I said? Aye. Aye. It's on at 9.30. Did you mean 19.30? <laughs> 9.30pm. All the, all the one listener will be Aye, sitting down at that time and they missed it. Live on TV, it's nil-nil then. <laughs> right, St. Johnson. But you're going, right, Laurie's going nil-nil. I'm, I'm quite tempted to that. Nah, I'm going to go one each. I think it'll be goals. Oh. Two. <laughs> one-nil St. Johnson for me. Right, the next game up is Celtic against Kamarnock and I think bums will be hurting. And a Celtic team but not like that. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's wrong with such things. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> no. Lennon will be dishing out the the lobby treatment to the players and it will be three 0 The what treatment? <laughs> the lobby treatment. What's that? It's when you get you get so no, I don't want to talk about domestic violence. Right. <laughs> I thought it was, wasn't the violence <laughs> I was worried about. Anyway, continue. <sighs> Aye, Laurie, you. We're continuing to you. Uh, oh, sorry, what did you say? What's the score? I said 3-0 Celtic. Ah, uh, 2-0 Celtic. Because I think they'll get the shake that they need. Uh, I, well, I don't know. We'll probably get a reaction in a game we don't actually need to win now. Just, to be honest, the away teams won the tie previous two games. So, yeah, 2-0 Celtic, why not? Then it's Hearts versus Dundee. I'm going to go 2-0 Hearts. Hearts, Dundee. I reckon Ngu's going to score a hat-trick. Hearts are going to avenge these rubbishy defeats to Dundee. I'm going to go Hearts 4, Dundee 1. Four goals! Look at the optimism I'm suddenly feeling. It's going to get dampened soon by something. This is, this is Dundee <laughs> going for a treble, right? And I mean a real treble where you've already got the first two wins in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with you that and Goo looked pretty good so I think this is his chance to show the home support what he can do well, it on the East Road, obviously. but I'm not going to be as confident as you are I'm going to go 2-0 the Hearts then we've got Ross County versus Hibs I'm going to go for a home win 2-1 yep so well Aye, Hibs sounded were they kind of rubbish against Aberdeen or were they just both rubbish mm, they were both rubbish, rubbish. Aye. 
I think I, I think Hibs look more rubbish for what I've seen in the highlights. I like the sound of two one actually. I'm gonna go two one Ross County as well. I like that. Aye. We're all saying that bubble bust for Hibs. Do you mean bust bust ages ago? No. I now Griffiths is he's resorting to stealing Oreos for the local <laughs> Tesco. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that. I, Four I bottles of Lucasaid. I mean, Christ. They, I mean, I know they don't pay them that well, Hibs, but I mean, of all the jokes, it's like us for no getting their wage. Yeah, yeah. Christ. little helps. That's it, right. St Mirren it's against... As, you can't say it. St Mirren against Inverness. What oh, is it? No, what was it? Every little helps. That's Tesco. Oh, it is. No, I, I was thinking of... As that you go... do 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 Aye, chink, chink. Aye. No racism on the podcast, Chris. <laughs> Sim- chink, chink's a noise coins, mate. <laughs> St Mirren against Inverness, and away win here. St Mirren, I feel that their league form is going to return. I'm going to go 2-1 Inverness. This was a draw the last time these two met. What <laughs> league form? It was two each up in the Highlands a few weeks ago. A league form as in the, in the table. St Mirren are second bottom. Inverness Aye. are sitting top. Aye. But like I said, these two drew two each. Last in the minute. So, weak form says um, two each. That's what I'm going with, two each. <laughs> I think I think Cali are off the rails now. I, I thought they were pretty poor against Hearts. I can't see Billy McKay being that rubbish again. Oh, he's <laughs> going to blast it. He's going to hit it as hard as he can next time. Hoofball, hatchet, man. Long, ah, oh, they're just, uh, they, non-league team, you know. Just he beat them a penalty. He's calmed down. <laughs> Ten men. Ten men. Hello, well done. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I think that I was impressed with it, man. I think with Paul McGowan back and this uh, genius striker, Goncalves. Um, Thompson's firing as well. Oh, aye, big Stevie T. Aye, two, two nil, Sitmarin. And then they'll go on a good run, and then they'll go off the rails on seventeenth of March. This is nearly done, mate. Right? right, so that's the midweek games, and then there's there's one game at the weekend because it's Mona Hearts. Ross County yeah, against I'm Hearts. I'm all excitable again now. Right, I'm going to go one apiece. I'm all, I've already got a 3-1 Hearts predictor, prediction in there, so I'm just going to leave that. Right. This is a game that's taking place when everybody else is playing the Scottish Cup. Aye. Aye. One. They've actually had a bit of common sense, unless the weather sucks again. They must, they must have read my tweet suggesting. Aye, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, one each. One each, right. right. That's it for the SPL predictions, but we're a wee bit tight for time, but the, it's the Scottish Cup. This coming weekend, we've got Dundee United Rangers, Dunfermline, Hamilton, Falkirk, Forfar, Kilmarnock, Inverness, St Mirren, St Johnson, Wraith Rovers, Celtic, Dundee, Morton and Hibs, Aberdeen. Real Cup. Obviously, I'll be watching the Dundee United Rangers game, eh, hoping hoping that the upset that of Houston leaving. When's that? It's on Saturday, 12.45 kickoff. off it's, it's on the telly box. Because your game's Sunday, so I'm, I'm off it's up on the, the, the for the it's game. On, it's on BBC or Sky? Good question. Aye, very good question. Right, uh, <laughs> I thought you were answering with aye. That's like, aye, it's not aye. Aye, 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 just aye. Uh, still, just think of something else. Aye, the Wraith Rover Celtic game is on BBC One and it's Sky Sports One for the Dundee United Rangers game. Aye, aye. Right, cool. I think, I think the two games must be the, the, the shock potential because you never know what Wraith Rovers will get. We have history against Wraith Rovers and Cups. Apart from the League Cup earlier this season, of course. Uh, Let's face it, 1994 rings a bell. Yay! Colin Carr. Uh, I was slagged off Celtic enough. Why not? Just throw it in there. The other game I picked out actually for shocks is a possible Morton at Dundee. Morton having a good wee run at the moment. Aye. Dundee are uh, struggling at the foot of the SPL, so I think there's a potential there. 
I Dundee have been splashing the cash, so hundred grand on Harkins. Huh? Considering Gary Harkins wasn't going to move the week before, cash. They pay cash. They pay hundred grand for him. Aye, really? They must be cash rich. They paid a hundred grand for a player. Aye, they've been in administration for a while, so why not? It's like going back in time. There's money being spent. (laughs) Money being spent in the SPL. To be fair, it's probably money they weren't banking on getting to start with. So yeah, they're probably (laughs) the one team that can spend money other than Celtic. I think it's a good buy. I quite like him. This. On the forum, there was a few people a bit scathing about it, but I think it's a good signing. Right, I'll yeah. I, I tell you, I'm, I'm starting to this uh, this um, age weird embargo thing on Hearts is uh, it's growing on me actually. It's actually making us look at. It's these only because you're learning what your team is. <laughs> I've seen your tweets earlier on. You should get rid of something you'd never heard of. Who's this guy, Wiley? See. To be fair, when you type in his name, when I typed in his name online, it was Rangers Wonder Kid I was getting. I was like, what? <laughs> Aye. Right. I wanted to mention a couple of things before we go, because next week could be a very busy podcast, because we've got the reconstruction talks this week, and well, all 12 SPL clubs are unanimous. Apparently they weren't all there. <laughs> Someone's... <laughs> Someone's <laughs> said that. Someone said that they were unanimous, but some teams weren't there. Ah, oh, Doncaster. <laughs> Doncaster saying it's unanimous. Unanimous for the people who turned So we've got up. that. Then the <laughs> SFL clubs are meeting up later this week. We've got a transfer deadline as well. I think it's going to be Celtic players on their way out. From, from what I hear, I hear Fosters could be in Barcelona. But who knows? And then also the investigation into Rangers' contracts. Oh, is that why Jim Taylor was right when he saved her again? Right, oh, oh, tra- trainer was saying it's not too, not too late, not too late to save, save money. But of course, that's, uh, well. so that's going to start this week. So I next week, I'm sure we'll have reaction to to that. And uh, I'm sure Charles Green will be done our six statements before next week's podcast. So. <laughs> yep. Right, but thanks for coming on, you Stan. Thanks for for laughing along, Chris. <laughs> uh, it's it's been uh, cathartic. I don't know, pathetic, somewhat. <laughs> No, pathetic was yesterday. <laughs> right, and thanks, Laurie, for, for being smug. Do that. Anytime hearts win these days. No, very must often. Happen. Must, have very, must have happened very much these days. I'm getting so excited. I went on penalty kicks against Inverness. Who'd have thought? <laughs> See, with you winning, Chris losing, then Rangers' draw was kind of... I managed to fly a wee bit under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I'll speak to you next week. No bother. Uh, speak to you next week. Cheers. Bye. See ya. Cheers.